Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 23rd of May, 2022. In case you were wondering, this is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in markets and business and finance. And I guess a little bit of election too today. I'm Nadine Blaney and I'm here with Kyle Rudder. Hello, hello. A new day, a new week, a new government. A new government. But you know what? Everybody I spoke with in markets today said... Yeah, nice to have certainty, nice that it's over, but really isn't changing much. No, not for the investment landscape. You know, I've chatted to Paul Brennan today um, and he spoke about, you know, maybe the inflationary pressures that come from a bit of deficit spending and obviously a bit of a, bit of a greater focus on climate change, but ultimately not a huge difference. The, the trouble at hand for the RBA is still much the same and for investors, they're still dealing with the same macro headwinds. Yeah, I had a good chat with Mark Todd from the Bank of China who said what Philip Lowe will be looking for is the impact on the consumer. So do we get a consumer that is more likely to go out and buy houses and spend and be confident? Uh, Will we see wages and corporates come to the party when it comes to wages? We've got a big wage decision coming next month. But but still, the consensus was that nothing has changed overnight. Um, A little bit of chatter about um, perhaps approvals for some projects in terms of clean energy, battery materials or minerals. Um, But yeah, nothing sort of that that the world's changed. We've woken up with a big difference. So um, look, after the futures being down, Kyle, we saw the market rise as much as 0.7%, but then everything really did fizzle after about 11, 11 the witching hour. Yeah, and Ben Clark did seem to suggest that it might have been some news out of Beijing about an increase in cases there. So a little bit of a push and pull at the moment in the market, especially playing out on the ASX 200 with the materials play, uh, players. You know, the interest rate cut on Friday uh, in China. Today, lockdowns are still a problem. So Yeah, it's sort of overall sentiment in regards to China because, you know, yeah, you can have COVID outbreaks, but they need to stick with their COVID zero policy, or it certainly seems as if they will. Um, again, in Mark Todd's conversation, and it came up with uh, with Jeffrey Halley from Awenda as well, saying they've got nothing to gain by letting COVID run rampant in a largely unvaccinated uh, society. Also, a lot of the older uh, members of society are not vaccinated. The Sinovac wasn't up to much in the first place anyhow, and their medical system outside the major system is pretty poor. So both of those guests seem to think that we're kidding ourselves if we think that China is going to move away from a COVID zero policy at at any time when one point, what is it, 1.4 billion people are theoretically at risk. So I think that was interesting. It was interesting to see that even though US futures were up today, we didn't see our market, we didn't see Chinese markets or, or markets around the Asian region really catch 
catch a bit. No, and I spoke to Chris Weston this morning who always likes to talk about the flows and take away the narrative out of the situation. He was talking about how um, a lot of dealers would be having to buy back those futures contracts. A uh, little bit of gamma delta play. Watch that one because it gets a bit technical, but sort of explains some of these you know, peculiar things you might see from time to time on the uh, futures contracts. But by the time all was said and done, the material se- sector was the best performer, added about 0.8% on the day Iron ore prices, good. Again, mm. China stimulating on Friday. You know, it's, it's all sort of swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Fortescue uh, was one of the best performers. Also, though, in terms of percentage change, Coden, it was up by more than 14%, provided a market update, and um, basically said that it will be profitable still, that the second half will be in line with the first. Market liked it. Um, Elders was another company. It was up by 9%. It does see potential for some margin pressure, um, but it does expect supply chain pressures to continue to support those agrochemical prices, and it's got a really positive winter cropping outlook. So, yeah, um, investors lapped up Elders, and Kyle, it was the stock of the day. Let's listen in to see what Koshi's guests had to say. Multiple looks expensive, and it is one of those ones because it's a good quality performer and has been delivering upgrades on a regular basis, you, you never see the discount, but you buy it because they're executing, yep. till they don't do that. So I'm there, I think it's still a good buy, but you buy it for the execution. They're still doing well, the macro is good, everything is working out. If it doesn't, and if something turns around, then you look to take profit. But at the moment, I'm more than comfortable buying it because they're doing the right thing, the macro is good, mm. the thematic's good. Let's face it, when you look around the market at the moment, <coughs> there is so much caution, there is so much uncertainty. You know, there, there's a couple of things you can rely on in death and taxes, and maybe the third one is elders at the moment in terms of the, right. um, the agricultural exposure. So, a bit of a fan of this one. I think it will push higher, and uh, you know, it's had a big spike today. Maybe we'll see a small pullback, but I think over time this one is a good long-term right. buy, and uh, it's a buy from me. That's a buy from both of our guests. So that's going to be put to the investment committee, which I do believe meets again next week. Looking forward to that. Hmm. Also discussed zero in that edition of the call. So if you'd like to listen to that, it's available in podcast form or you can watch it online at osbiz.com.au. We do hope that you're subscribers. I would imagine most people listening to this podcast are subscribers, but I would hope if you're not, you go over to the website. You're going to love it. And please, if you're a a listener and and you like what we do, tell your friends about Osbiz. We're always trying to grow our audience, you know, to get people more ideas and opportunities um, when it comes to their investments. Hey, Kyle, did you get the sense today that uh, lots of our guests were talking about sort of protecting portfolios and positioning for tougher times ahead? Yeah, it's a defensive tone out there at the moment. It's gone from that sort of dynamic of, hey, you know, buy the dip. Hey, there's some value in this market. Hey, protect your money, Um, which is sort of always an interesting life cycle when it comes to, you know, these um, changes in sentiment in the markets. Yeah, we've got a number of interviews that you can access via the show notes. Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool, We've got uh, Justin Breitling from Watermark Funds Management. Um, we've got Tom Wagner from Marcus Today. But, you know, some buy holds and sells in there as well. I know that you guys out there like that a lot. Um, it was very quiet in terms of macro news today around the region, wasn't it? Very, very quiet. And I mean, I guess in a way it's a sort of a quiet week. We've got a little bit on the calendar, but um, yeah, it was quite a quite a slow start overall, not a great deal of data. Um, and I think, yeah, I think you sort of saw in the, in the news flow that, um, you know, price action reflected 
that kind of relative quiet compared to the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing to have a bit of a pause for breath. No. What do you think is going to happen in terms of U.S. markets? It's it's a bit hard to read at this time, isn't it? It really is. I mean, we've been talking about the the whole notion of a bear market rally being overdue, and you know, the technicals are oversold on the S and P five hundred, and we dipped into bear market territory briefly on Friday night with that sort of technical twenty percent level from from or fall from the highs being. Recorded, so you have a lot of folks out there saying that hey, we're we're due for this bounce, but it just hasn't come yet. Sort of waiting for Godot at the moment. So, in my mind, you have to ask, what's the catalyst going to be? The FOMC minutes could be a big one because we're going to be looking. Yeah, okay, minutes this week. Sorry, apologies. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that could be the potential catalyst where we start to get a better feel on on the rate outlook. You know, the markets are still pricing in two fifty basis point hikes in the next two meetings, and they're kind of juggling up. Um, whether they go 50 again in September. Um, but I think, yeah, there's just that waiting for that that next piece of big information to kind of you know shift the narrative. Yeah, I mean, we've got three weeks to go until the next FOMC meeting proper where we will see a 50 basis point hike, where we will, you know, get more details on their views on the economic outlook. We'll have more data points by then. QT would have started by then as well. Uh, that's just a week away when we start to see this wind back of... of you know, massive liquidity in the US market. Yeah, June 1, it starts to come out. And, you know, we were talking and, you know, another a plug for a show that you should watch every week is, is The Last Call. We were talking about that in the macro panel the other day, which, you know, folks who are in the bond market at the moment, you know, Scotty asked them, what's the biggest issue right now? It's like it's starting to become liquidity. Yeah. That's interest rate hikes from some central banks around the world a couple from the Fed, but they haven't touched their balance sheet yet. So mm-hmm. it makes you wonder whether we're going to start to worry, starts to sort of walk into those air pockets that occur when li- liquidity becomes a bit thinner. Look, we will get uh, look into rates at the RBNZ this week. I think that's going to be a really interesting one. Mm. Um, looks as if we're going to have a rate hike, 50 basis points, yeah. and then two more. So we could have three 50 basis point hikes and then two 25 basis points. Uh it's 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 complicated, but the point being, I think that's even wrong what I just said. But it it's it, it's touch and go, right? Like, how do you mm. negotiate a slowdown, a soft landing yeah. in New Zealand uh, when you've got aggressive moves being made in rates and you know inflation where it is, et cetera? It's still the macro story, isn't it? How do you engineer this soft landing? And you know, we even had James Bullard on Friday night coming out and talking to the market, which you know you sort of talk about uh, the fifty basis point high. There's an element where the market seems to be a little bit of immune to the conversation now because it's mm-hmm. they are very striking moves, at least compared to what we've experienced over the last decade or so. But you know, you had Bullard talking about a Fed fund ra- Fed funds rate of three point five percent and then potentially interest rate hikes by next year. Um, so there's this wild speculation at the moment about all this, what all this means, but it fundamentally comes down to whether the Fed can engineer a soft landing or not. Um, and, you know, you start to walk into that question of then, you know, recession and whether the markets are pricing that in. So, again, you just have to sort of wait for that next catalyst. On a sort of a quieter day like today, you sort of just look forward to the next catalyst as to, you know, can either generate the, the, the next move to the upside or downside. You know, for me, the, the big thing would be if the Fed you know, start to, hint at 75 basis points again in June, but it doesn't really seem like that's likely. Mm, Okay. Well, we've got uh, Atlanta Fed President Bostick speaking. We've got the Chicago Fed Activities Index. Uh, We've got the German IFO Business Climate Survey still due tonight. And uh, yeah, that takes us to the Consumer Confidence Read, the weekly one that we get tomorrow from ANZ. I think that's going to be an interesting one Mm. to have a good look at. Um, But look, shall we call it a day? I will just recap what happened in markets briefly. I mentioned all the big gainers, Coden 
uh, elders resolute. Uh, even Megaport had a good day today. Um, but on the flip side, Polynovo um, in SciTech Pivot again uh, with an update. The market didn't like some of the commentary around uh, supply chain pressures coming through. Also looking to break up two units that it brought together not too long ago. Um, and Whitehaven Coal coming under pressure down by two and a half percent. So look, there's lots happening out there on the corporate front. Um, we've got more talk about AGL Energy today. We've got, uh, yeah, all the sort of ongoing stories that will continue to mull over. And of course, we'll bring you every move the market makes when we're live on ausbiz.com.au from 8.30. Sounds good. Have a good night, Kyle. Same. See you tomorrow morning. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.